This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And call a stop to this contest at four minutes, 21 seconds of round number two. Declare the winner by no! And that was a result in Miami yesterday that brought everybody to the feet where I was watching uh, in the corner bar in Remy Ware with my wife, Maria. What a day it was. Welcome to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Stephen McIver in the house with Kezi. Uh, till 10 o'clock this morning at 6.02 on Easter Monday morning, wherever you are around Aotearoa, New Zealand. Good morning to you. Wow. Wow. Just wow is uh, all I can say. Israel Adesanya is a phenom when it comes to sport and particularly fight sports and MMA and is back where he belongs. I just, I'm still struggling to put into words how that came about. But Kez and I'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, you are listening to Izzy and Kimberly for breakfast brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. And well, great savings every day. Every, yesterday was a great day, I can tell you. It was one of those Sundays where I, I went into this pub and I said, look, do you, are you guys showing Are you guys showing the uh, the fight? They went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, there's lots of tables booked. I said, oh, a couple of tables left. Booked a table. Just a table for me and Maria. Sat next to some young kids, a lot of young kids out there, and it was an absolute blast. We will talk about that in the moment. But if you want to talk about how good that fight was, what you thought about it, then you can get on the Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150811. That's 0800 150811. Or get on the Timber Bedpost text machine. Uh, that is 8833. Temper and bedposts, range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort, which I'm sure that's what Alex Pereira could have used right now because he was down and out it is a busy day for us between now and seven kids are going to talk about the fight we're going to talk about super rugby the warriors uh, and we're talking about a little bit of netball as well after 7 30 at 7 30 mike angove striking coach for israel adesanya live out of miami after eight, we're going to talk to Kempe about what the Warriors did right and what they did wrong. Joey Wheels is going to talk to us, and that's Joey Wheels, that's his nickname, Joey Wheels, is going to talk to us about Super Rugby and what uh, the weekend looked like. A couple of teams having to come from behind to create some wins. Mia Motu, she's going to be fighting for the vacant IBO Super Bantamweight title on the, as the headline act at the Fight for Life on April the 27th. She'll talk to us at 9 o'clock this morning on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And then at 9.40, Brooke Rusko, first weekend of the Sales NBL. A couple of tight games, but some just plenty of buckets. Plenty of buckets and good, strong crowds around New Zealand. 
And that's what we like to see. And uh, I can't wait question of the day. This just goes on the Timber Post text machine, right, Kezzy? Yeah, morning, Kez, by the way, morning. Good morning, Stephen. How oh, are you, mate? <laughs> that was such a good morning, Stephen. It's nice to be. Have, oh. have you made me my coffee yet? No, you haven't. Don't worry, because there's no real milk. There's all this soy and coconut crap in the Oh, blame Uncle Kempy for that. Oh, is that, is that him? That's Tony Kemp. Is that, that is, is a Tony Kemp uh, number oh, there on the fridge. Can't handle soy. I can sort of handle oat milk just a little bit, but that soy and coconut crap, you can stick that. Uh, it's simple as that. You little, Would you get a little excited about the fight yesterday? Oh, definitely. Look, I'll tell you what, one thing, I was really surprised that I didn't see you at the bar on your Instagram story, Stephen, because uh, about no. two minutes post-knockout, <laughs> I'll tell you what, you could go on no. Instagram and everybody and their dog... <laughs> There was there was even some baby accounts like parents' baby accounts posting oh, oh little uh, little little Mary Ann loving the Izzy fight you know I did a, everyone no, got behind the it. only thing I did was I I, I sent my kids uh, so I did that old video thing you you shoot the screen not this was before the fight and then turn it around to see their mum or me watching the fight in a pub that was the only thing the only response I got from my son was nice. I'm watching on my phone. Oh, okay. What? Whatever. But it was it was a big old day. We'll, we'll hear more about that in uh, just a moment. But the can't wait question of the day, we think, is a fair one. Is Israel Adesanya one of New Zealand's greatest athletes? We're not playing the comparison game. We're just saying, on what we have seen, he's a two-time middleweight champion now, right? Francis Ngannou, that big heavyweight mofo that plays in the UFC, he said he is the greatest middleweight of all time. He tweeted it, which I thought was pretty neat. So get on the Timber Bedpost text machine. That's double eight double three, and just throughout the morning, answer this question and and give me a reason why it's a yay or a nay too. Is Arasanya one of New Zealand's greatest athletes? Nigerian born. So figure that one out. Okay, let's relive those final moments, shall we? Let's go to Miami again. Again. <laughs> if you can make any sense out of that, that was just the uh, the second round knockout of Israel Adesanya of Alex Pereira, and that was it was a huge thing because he now has a th- one and three record against him. He was zero and three going to that fight, and you know, kids, when I looked at that, when I looked at him walking in, I went, there was something in the eyes that said to me, it, it was my time. Now we can all read something into anything we see, right? But there was a. I don't know. There was a. He said. He said to uh, Ravinda Hunia on UFC on Sky. She said, "What do you want people to see?" And he said, his words were, "I want people to see my fighting spirit." Man, I think that's for a lot more than that. Oh, he's he's always been a warrior, yeah. isn't he? Like literally the embodiment of a warrior. Every single time he gets in the cage, he's got that confidence. Yeah. I was worried that he wasn't going to have that. You know, because yes, how, how, how much of a mind understand that when you walked in this morning, he said, "I was nervous." And I was a little bit nervous, but when I when when I thought when I saw the start of that second round, when they they you know they played they felt felt each other out in the first round, right? But when I saw the fist start to fly in the second round, I thought, "Ooh, game on!" And all my all my sort of my fears of him not winning the fight went away. That's funny because I, I 
took the other side of that, yeah. right? I, I at, When the hooter went at the end of the first round, it genuinely looked like those two had been in a, an all-time five-star classic heavyweight slog-off. <laughs> slog-off. By the end of the first <laughs> round. Like, I have never seen two fighters in middleweight. Well, the, this is probably an overreach, but they looked kind of tired. And I was thinking, in, in terms of Izzy, you know, he didn't necessarily look too tired because Izzy's always got that same game face on. But when he came out in that second round and he took one to the body right away and he backed right off. And that was when I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I had a bit of fear. I won't lie. I yeah, won't lie at all. And you can th- imagine the punching power of Pereira, right? Because we've seen it already when he knocked him out in the first one. When, when Angove said, so Saturday session, right? I listened, oh. You were on the Saturday session yeah. with, with Grant this weekend. And I heard Mike say that, it's once in a lifetime power that Pereira has. And you can say that you can make a claim for anyone, right? Once, once in a lifetime speed, once in a lifetime agility. Pereira's power is is genuinely once in a lifetime, right? You just you go back and watch that. Fight. At a seven and record and a big and a big glory career, you reckon his power is unbelievable, right? Well, just look at the stats, right? I know it's not necessarily based on his power, but he's beaten Adesanya three times. Mm-hmm. Who who else in the world has done that? Genuinely, who else yeah, in the world has done yeah. that? No one, right? But you, you just go back and watch that fight. Watch him. So when there was a moment in that second where they were exchanging headshots, right, and they were both just, just trying to tag, it wasn't anything too powerful, and then Pereira took a step back, gave Izzy a little jab just to check him in the body, and it genuinely backed him up. Like, it wasn't Izzy moving back. It was the punch moving him back because Izzy's footwork second to none, right? He's, he's always been... I love that, how he, he swaps between orthodox and... and um, oh, Southport. Southport, excuse that's, me, yeah. That's what sort of, for me, always been Izzy's key, right, is in his footwork because of his leg kicks. You watch his switch kicks. But Pereira, his legs, his, his power is, is so undeniable that he took away Izzy's leg kick and was, he even gave them back. I was watching that too. That was the one area because Maria was learning learning the game a bit more. She's watched a couple of fights with me, but never really. And I said, you just watch because Mike Angove told us on the Saturday session they, had, they hadn't made a mistake, but they had let themselves down by allowing those leg kicks in that first fight. You know, Pereira Adesanya won. And I was watching that, deliberately watching that. And for a while there, I thought Pereira's actually figured him out already. Man, how wrong were we? Well, that's the thing, right, is that no one can truly figure Izzy out. Well, up until Pereira came into the UFC and started mm. asking those questions. But it's it was that's, that's simple for Izzy. And I think that was the hurdle for him in that first fight is he wasn't necessarily ready for the power of Pereira, right? He'd been this undisputed champion in the UFC. No one in middleweight could touch him. Brings back something from his past, and Izzy had grown from that, obviously. That was over seven years ago, right, that that that, uh, kickboxing fight happened. So it was a real different story, and I think genuinely from that first fight that they had, I just don't think Izzy prepared very well. I think he went into it overconfident. If, if you want my honesty, Stephen, because why else would he have lost to Pereira, right? Well, he, knew, well, he knows. I, he sized him out yeah, pre-fight. And well, and I think Pereira got the better of him because of strictly he was the yeah, underdog. Yeah. Izzy underestimated I, his power. I could call he took you, away I could, his game. I could call you out here because if you remember what Mike Angove said to us on the Saturday session, it's about millimetres and milliseconds. milliseconds. Great T-shirt. It is. It's a good- <laughs> it is. Can I can I ask you something though, just about the legacy of Israel Adesanya? Oof. And this is a this is a, a a mind game thing for me. Yeah. Do you think in ten years' time, when we look back at the career of Israel Adesanya, do you think being a two-time middleweight champion is going to look better on his CV than being a one-time middleweight champion? 
It's a, it's, for me, that's a funny one, right? Yeah, Be- because he lost the belt, just, right? It's one fight, but it was only a one fight difference. Yeah. Like, I would rather look at how many times he defended successfully and put the legacy on that. Yeah, oh, losing and coming back, and only losing once and then coming back and regaining the title, I think is, is, is a bigger part of the legacy. But I think the fact that you can defend your title in what at that stage was a strong middleweight division, that's the legacy. That's personal. In this country, people won't give a toss. Fight sport people will give a toss, but we are, because this it's not a huge sport in this country. People claim it's a huge sport, but it's a generational sport, right? And it's a monster. It's a globally global monster, and that's what people have to remember. They have to remember that UFC is a global sport, not as big as football, not as big as basketball, but globally. You know, you don't sell out stadiums. I mean, that was a twenty thousand seater, right? Indoors, you that's you don't sell out stadiums all around the world if you get a poor product. So his legacy will be that he came. I I remember him before he was a UFC star and, and, and coming in and fighting and kickboxing. We even had that thing called Super 8 on Sky. Remember that? That sort of idea of uh, the boxing, a bit, a bit like the King of the Ring boxing. King of the Ring, yeah. King of, Boxing's version of King of the Ring. And he won that. He went in. I oh, no, didn't win that. He lost in that. I saw him losing that as a boxer. Uh, and then... He started doing his thing. I always maintain, I have this vivid memory, and I've, I've said this story before, but I'll, I'll repeat it again. There was a time when we were doing uh, boxing on Sky, and Izzy was just you know a guest, and he turned up for an interview, and I did an eight-minute interview. He dropped a few F-bombs too, which was brilliant, because no beep, right? Brilliant. He turned up with a haircut that looked like Muhammad Ali in the 60s, and a white polar neck. And I looked at that him walk up to me and I thought, oh my gosh, it's a young Muhammad Ali. The way he carried himself, I went, oh my gosh. It was the first impression that came to mind. And then when you listen to how he speaks and you look at how he performs, went, yeah, maybe there's a bit of the, the late great Muhammad in him. You know what I mean? There's that, 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 that special something that defines him from the rest. And unafraid, unafraid to say what he thinks. And that's what I love when he won the Sportsman of the Year at the uh, Halberg Awards, right? And basically said, and basically called everybody out in their, in, their, in their penguin suits for not really liking what they're hearing and saying, you know what? And then going on and saying, hang on a minute. This is not about me. We should be celebrating everybody wins. And he mentioned the America's Cup. He mentioned the All Blacks. He mentioned the Silver Ferns. He went through it. was such a brilliant speech. And if there is a legacy that you can attach to him, it's the fact that he wasn't all about him. He was about, in the ring it was, and he delivered 99.9% of the time. But his greater legacy is what he gives back in reminding kids. And look, why don't we play his post-match fight, uh, his interview? Because again, it was another example of what he was about. Let me just hold the mic real quick. Yes, sir. Hey, sure, sure. Listen up. I want to say something. People, Earth, I need to say something. Listen to me. I hope every one of you behind the screens on this arena can feel this level of happiness just one time in your life. I hope all of you can feel how happy I am just one time in your life. But guess what? You never 
feel this level of happiness if you don't go for something in your own life when they knock you down, when they try on you, when they talk about you, and they try to put their foot on your neck. If you stay down, you will never ever get that resolve. Fortify your mind and feel this level of happiness as you rise one time in your life. But I'm blessed to be able to feel this again and again and again and again and again. Israel, out of all the victories that you've ever had, this one has got to be the sweetest. Bruh, they said revenge is sweet. And if you know me, I got a sweet tooth. You already know, this is sweet. This man and you have been engaged in four wars now. And for you to close the show the way you did tonight was so spectacular and so cements your legacy as one of the greatest of all time. Bro, I'm telling you, even no matter what, Alex is a great champion, no matter what. He lost the belt tonight, but he will always be a champion. In his story, I'm the antagonist. In his story, I'm the bad guy. But tonight, it's my story. History! <laughs> wow. You, you got to love it, right? You just got to love it. And in the press conference, he doubled down on that because they said, you know, going to go again. Because, you know, are we going to see Pereira Adesanya 3? And they went, quote, it's done. He's had it's his story. Now it's my story. And this is the kicker. And I've closed that chapter. And again, I move on. The question, though, cares. What's next? Because he's cleaned up the middleweight. We know he, you know, he lost on the light heavyweight uh, that one fight. So who the hell knows? Anyway, so the can't wait question of the day is: Adesanya one of New Zealand's greatest athletes? You can call on the Kennards half phone line 0800-150811 or get on the Timber Bedpost text machine. That's double eight double three. Is Adesanya one of New Zealand's greatest athletes? Have a think about it. Get on it. Phone me, text me, whatever. We'll bring some highlights of Super Rugby next here on Izzy and Campy for Breakfast with Stephen, brought to you by Chemist Warehouse.